0: Joining me today is my best friend of 20 years, Ellie Breen. Say <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Anyone listening uh, probably already knows Ellie by proxy because we're essentially life partners. We are. Uh, <laughs> at the so, most of my big memories are with you uh, the Gale talks, getting oh drunk God. for the first time. I feel so from sorry drink. when
1: I think of the Gale talk and I think of Claudia. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna say.
0: Uh, also coming out actually because you were the first. Fair. Well, other than Danielle, I think you were the first person. And then of course, Laya's wedding, <laughs> and oh, that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you were there for literally all the big stuff. And sorry, I should act like a little bit more serious. But Ivana's funeral. And um, just quickly wanted to mention that. This is also gives a good idea of like how, like what the type of person that Ellie is, but Ellie had just moved home from Australia. Uh, my twin sister just passed away uh, and physical touch is my love language. And these are all three really important parts of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially uh, I couldn't hug Ellie obviously since she'd been home and with the news and obviously losing a family member was incredibly hard. Ellie brought PPE gear home from the hospital and put it on in my front garden to give me a hug and it was genuinely the sweetest thing anyone has ever done for me and like that's (laughs) pure Ellie to a T like genuinely the most thoughtful person anyone who has her no Ellie just give me a second to just simp over you for a minute (laughs) um anyone who has Ellie in their life like like, I know they count them, their blessings. Like you, you, anyone who you meet who's also friends with her, it's just like, oh my God, Ellie's great, isn't she? There's not one not one time anyone I've heard say a bad word about her, but also probably, <laughs> probably because I'm your best friend, they probably wouldn't say it to me anyway. Now <laughs> Dad, if they think oh about no. it.
1: <laughs> not in front of Claudia, please don't.
0: <laughs> Claudia will show hands uh no but in all in all honesty like the most thoughtful person I've ever met and I'm incredibly lucky to have you in my life um, God, well, simping I'm and I'm gushing
1: and I also <laughs> think it takes one to know one so however however nice I am you're twice
0: as nice it's spoof, 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 city um when did I become such like a sat-
1: oh, no you always have been
0: have I <laughs> truly okay literally Good to know. Okay, um, and then so just I think another good way to start off is like, like three good memories I have of you. If you have three of me, great. If you don't, I'm sure I'll have plenty for both of us. Uh, but <laughs> the first one is Mama Sydney. I mean, what Ellie's a girl. Ellie's nickname.
1: <laughs> Alter ego.
0: Alter ego. Like so. Okay, for context, um, Ellie helped me very much through a very hard time end of last year um which I'll get into a little bit at the very end but the main point is that I was very single and very ready my type <laughs> my type is my type is like hot blondes who surf um so obviously I went to visit Ellie in Australia <laughs> nothing, to was, <laughs> nothing to do with me no nothing to do with my best friend like living halfway across the world all to do with me trying to pull um So I went there like just ready to just literally, you know, throw some moves out, throw some moves out. And to say I tried my hardest. (laughs) Particularly one example of Mama Sydney Mm -hmm. is in Byron Bay. Uh, I was trying to flirt with the two girls at the desk (laughs) of our hostel. And I thought I was doing really well. But it turns out like Australian women, they just are nice like they're just nice, like they don't, there's nothing, mal. nothing, (laughs) they're not flirting, just nice, just nice to you, Um, so I was there like talking to them for ages and then I went to join you guys like at a table that we had outside and I was like guys you'll never guess, like I was flirting away, Mm -hmm. they're like, I was like they're so into me, it's crazy (laughs) and then like like 10 minutes later Ellie comes down from the room and she had gone through the uh reception and she comes out with like a six pack of beer and just like puts it on the table and we're kind of like oh where'd you get that she's like oh um real weird actually does the receptionist just gave me it for free
1: (laughs) maybe she was giving it to me for claudia who knows
0: no 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 Uh, (laughs) that was one example there's another example of uh sorry the the girl in the shop who like let you skip the queue and paid for your water and like sweets or something Or like she begged, water to, pay, and, like... She begged to pay for my shopping
1: she just <laughs> begged me I was like no it's okay I can I don't know if I look really homeless right now but I'm actually able to pay for myself and she was like please let me pay please I was like you know what no thank you
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> there was so many there was it literally there was something every more than every day like twice a day but another one was that guy who we won't mention his name not that he'll listen but like just in yeah, case fair. for safety um <laughs> literally fell head over heels in love with ellie like he's the one
1: no actually, not with ellie With think, mama I, sydney that's the with, big
0: difference <laughs> with big big you're different. right Do you know what you're dead right. um, to the point where, like, also he had a full girlfriend and he was texting Ellie like there was no tomorrow. Constantly, oh, can we meet up? Can we do this? Can we do that? And then um, I, th- there was one, what was the thing he said to us? Something about like Monday. Oh, fuck.
1: I'd follow you um, Monday through Sunday.
0: I'll follow you Monday through Sunday. Like, <laughs> and then, mm. sorry, also to like the uh, Ellie, like, when I went here, I was doing the most trying to flirt ellie like you were not true <laughs> you were like mm, love interest i'm not really that's not my vibe right now that's not what i'm looking for i'm looking for a fun fresh like good times and then everyone is just swarming around you, just wanting a piece of mama sydney like it's just so
1: it's mama sydney vibes it's nothing got to do with ellie it's a mama sydney <laughs> all the way
0: Oh, I could learn so much from her. To be honest,
1: we all could.
0: We um, <laughs> truly all <laughs> could. Uh, your necklace that says "Mama" is maybe my favorite piece of jewelry that it you have. It is, own.
1: girls. Shout out to Meve, I think. No, Maggie, you got it for me.
0: Maggie and and yeah. Emma. I think they got it for you when they visited you oh, in the Iris. What, what a necklace! What uh, a necklace! And then. Shit, sorry, have I only done one? Okay, yeah, I've only done one story. Oh, we're, we're still like early days. We're only like seven <laughs> minutes in. Uh, the second one, Montpellier. <laughs> oh, so, God. This is one of my favorites. Uh, so also for, for context, me and Ellie do and did everything together. So we went to the Girl Talk for the first time, went to France twice together for the first time, but Montpellier was the second time. And we were sixteen, going on seventeen, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Um, staying in a, quite a strict host family, I would say, uh, both like strict, architects and
1: strict. is putting it mildly, we had a glass that we had to use in the morning, and we weren't allowed to use a different glass oh, yeah. throughout the day. disgusting them. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, remember? Remember yeah. they served dessert on on our dinner plate, and I almost got sick. <laughs> oh, like, no! <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but my favorite story of Montpellier, I we'd I'd love we should go back to Montpellier. I know it will be class. Okay. But, um, so me and Ellie were put in different French classes at the very beginning, and there was two Irish girls in my French class, and we started like talking, and they were like, "Oh, we have a few like international friends." uh we're hanging out with them on Friday why don't you join and I was like yeah brilliant I'll bring my friend Ellie she's not in this class but like we'll all meet at the square or something like that so me I think I must have had a fake ID with me like maybe Danielle's like old passport or something I could, because we yeah I think instant. we were a little bit yeah I think we were a bit late to meeting the others and we bought like a 70cl a of vodka maybe yeah and so we're there trying to meet the others. We meet them um, close to the outside of this club that we're going to, and we just start like I'm obviously a pussy. So I was well not anywhere with vodka, but at the time I was because before this I'm pretty sure we now correct me if I'm wrong, Ellie, but I'm pretty sure we only drank like Smirnoff ices oh, and like, stuff that like, like my um, cousin was.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally Smirnoff ices. That when we were like woo 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 ice, and like we would have a we good like, vodka but nothing nothing major like no yeah we'd be and like i feel the buzz. vodka like oh
0: <laughs> so yeah no genuinely we'd if, if we thought we were buzzed before i genuinely think it was from the sugar rush rather from like
1: rather
0: than like the amount of alcohol <laughs> oh, we fully. were consuming oh, fully. so anyway so these are like we meet all this new group we're like hey we're irish blah 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 they're like all from different different areas and stuff they're like cool cool um we need to down our drinks and get into this place so me and Ellie like yeah yeah grand I'm taking a few sips Ellie next next this 70 CL like at champ like, like she's I'm like, the ultimate pussy
1: it. like I'm the ultimate pussy I don't know what was going on
0: <laughs> I, I genuinely I think it was because like you know how some people at the beginning can't really taste vodka
1: Oh God! I wish I was still off that face.
0: <laughs> I think you ruined it for yourself this on this specific night. But anyway, we Ellie's there necking and she's like, "Mom, God, you have some more." And I was like, "Retching!" I was like, "I can't do this. This is really disgusting." We had no mixer, like I don't think. Anyway, um, so we queue up for this club, and I remember there was an annoying American girl, but I can't remember her name or anything else she had to do with this. And she wasn't the one who was eighteen; she was this other one. So anyway, no. she was like, "Guys, guys." guys guys like I got this and I was like sure well actually I, did, I didn't have an opinion over then but she was like this is fine like let me take the lead so she goes up in front of like our group and hands over her driver's license and the guy reads it and he's like uh this says you're 17 and she was <laughs> like oh my god she's like they never usually check I was like for book's sake now none of us could get in because we were all very clearly in the same group um, <laughs> We just trash. So we're like, okay, right. We'll like get our thoughts together. So we we're there, like going back to the square and just trying to figure something out. And something in Ellie switches. Like she takes off. She, did, she. I think she like handed me her bag. Fucking takes off. Runs into the fountain. Jumps into the fountain. Is like splashing on covers. Not my moment. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh fuck. So we were trying to like grab her. To like get her out so that we could like make a plan and like try get in somewhere else and like so but she was like <laughs> it was like on a in a football match when there's like a streaker that runs on mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. like you were Very half naked instead of full <laughs> you were like half naked and instead of the security guards it was like all so incredibly intoxicated teenagers trying to catch it mm-hmm. and then there was like the footballers were like all of the like homeless people and people who were like on drugs that were like semi trying to rob us at the same time (laughs) so any so we caught her and then we're like okay Ellie we're gonna go to this club like you're gonna have to like sober up or just like maybe don't talk just walk in beside me type thing and Ellie would be like yeah yeah and then leg it she'd leg it off again I just like straight back into the fountain
1: (laughs) I don't know how you didn't just drop me in a lake right there and then
0: No, because it was so hilarious. Like, I was loving it. Like, I got into the fountain with you at one stage, but, like, the Americans... Well, like, everyone knows Americans are shit-crack, but they were, like, not having it. They were like, you guys are going to get arrested. We're going to have to bail you out. I was like, shut up. That's the (laughs) (laughs) plan. Exactly. Um, Anyway, towards the end, then you got, like, quite a bit more drunk to the point where, like, you couldn't really hold yourself (laughs) up. So we were like, okay, we have to leave. Now... If anyone knows me well, they know that I have terrible map skills. Welcome. Ellie is the navigator Cla-
1: of... No, Claudia's lived in Clontar for like pretty <laughs> much 26, 27 years. And she still needs Google Maps to find anywhere in Clontar. Like, Sometimes. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. It really doesn't. She has to Google Maps I... to get to her school like that she went to that's claudia
0: <laughs> but like that's why our friendship works so well because like <laughs> you're the navigator and i'm the passenger you know you do the heavy lifting, and i provide the jokes sometimes <laughs> anyway, if poor jokes honestly fair my knock knock jokes are notoriously bad um anyway the lads like so the two americans are like okay we'll help you like get her home because Ellie was like not she, it wasn't like like if you were unconscious it would be easier but you are kind of semi like get me back into that fountain like quick so like we, we you were like going against the grain so it was a bit harder to get you home but the lads um, got on the tram with me and I was like this was also like in our first week, first week maybe it was our first night out oh, so yeah, I, was wise,
1: like, yeah. I was like
0: I was like guys I've no clue where, where I live don't know where my home is Don't know where my home is. Don't have in Google. Ellie does all that. (laughs) I just sit here and look pretty. (laughs) This is not my job. So (laughs) Ellie's head is like hanging down. Like she's like, like, like looking at the ground, right? And I'm like panicking because I don't want to also admit to these guys that we've just met that like, I don't know where we're going. I don't know (laughs) how we're getting there. (laughs) I don't know what her stop is. And to say she's like sleeping, like essentially snoring at this point. And then out of nowhere, pops her head up. It's like, we're here at the right stop. So
1: Six cents. I, was like, I always said you know, I had superpowers and I'm just putting it out there. Six
0: I would believe you. I'd back you after that. Like I've witnessed it and it's magic. Um, so Thank then you. we get home and the lads are like helping me up, helping Ali up the stairs and we're trying to stay really quiet. And also at this point, like, we're all drunk. Not just Ellie, but Ellie is definitely the drunkest. So I can't remember the, the guy's names. I think it was Will was like, had you like under his, shol- oh, under his shoulder, like helping up. We were halfway up the stairs and the freaking host family dad turns on the light and he's like, what is this? Who are you? Get out oh of my God. eyes. And I was like, desolate, desolate. Uh, say bye grave, Like try to just any sort of French just throw it at him. And uh, we stay sprinted. He's like, "Gotta go." He's like, "Gotta blast." You take her. I was like, "Grand, grand, grand." We get upstairs, go to bed. It was a bit messy. I was on the bottom bunk. Ellie was on the top. She did get sick, <laughs> uh, but lost. Time... <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part mm-hmm. of the story is uh, the next morning waking oh, up and uh... no, you were fine. You were like, "What's that smell?" Like, I was like sick. And this is, I think, maybe before the hangover hit. And I was like Ellie, like do you have a good night? And you were like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like the like those um, that group was quite nice. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And we were trying to, the nightclub that we failed to get into was called like the Rock or Hard Rock, but not hard, not Hard Rock Cafe, but like the Rock and Cafe or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, did you like um, did you like the Rock and Cafe? Because I was like, she doesn't remember anything. And you were like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it's like, Ellie, we Nothing. didn't make
1: it. <laughs> Lights on, nobody's home.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it was beautiful though. And then, thank God, the family. Uh, sorry, we, we were also under the impression that we were getting sent home. We were like, going to be sent home the first week. The parents never mentioned it, I don't think. And they were out all of the next day. So we literally just chilled at the pool.
1: No, I and, had to like, hand wash my sheet. Because
0: they were naturally covered in not so very nice vomit.
1: Had to hand wash my sheets and like dry them beside their pool before they came home. Like, and then also to mention, like, they used to serve us dinner, like, and it would be like dodgy fish with dodgy potatoes. And then the next day, what they would serve us is the leftovers from the day before with some salad leaves all mashed together. Mm. So, like, you can imagine how sick we were and and by we i mean we (laughs) they'd serve us up this plop and they'd be like why are you not eating and you'd be like this is literally not fit for a dog but no yeah grim times oh my god i
0: remember it it was i remember they were like um yeah we're making plum because they had like plum trees and stuff they were like we'll make a no not plum oh fucking fig maybe it was fig trees yeah the fig. they were like we're gonna make pi- fig pie for dessert and i was like oh my god dessert yes yes please yeah. like get in me she literally put like a store-bought like and i've got nothing to, no issues with store-bought short crust pastry at all but like to say she didn't cut it she put it on top of a pie dish and she put 10 figs on top and that's it Nothing, no, no right. sort of it was just there
1: literally five figs, and he didn't.
0: <laughs> no, both architects and terrible at food. Um, but yeah, that was my Montpellier one, and finally, to, a, a real. I'll keep this short because I wasn't even there for this one, but it was just such a funny story to like listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, Japanese news. Oh yeah, <laughs> so what a classic. <laughs> classic Ellie (laughs) classic Ellie story (laughs) Um, so Ellie went to I love how I'm just telling this on your behalf and I wasn't even there (laughs) but it's great okay good Uh, Ellie went to the Rugby World Cup in Japan with a few friends I actually raging I didn't go I should have gone that was dumb but we wake up I wake up I think into the CG WhatsApp and there's like a photo of Ellie on a Facebook page on <laughs> Japanese news. And like the, the subtitle, like when you translate, it was like Irish um, gone wild abroad. And then I found the Facebook page of the, it, it was posted by like an Irish pub that's based in Japan. And I found the Facebook page cause I was trying to get the actual video of it. And there was a video of uh, like, as it was said, like Irish people being like quite loud and obnoxious on the streets of Japan with like the police around and dead front and center is Ellie Breen with a megaphone. Okay. And then there's closed no. captions saying...
1: In my guys, defense,
0: guys, guys,
1: guys, guys. in my defense, it was <laughs> such, such like just, you know, good, honest, fun, people just having to sing along. <laughs> And the police, obviously, were not used to the Irish, so I so kindly offered to help the police. So I asked the police for the megaphone so I could settle it all down. But naturally, when you're in that environment, that's the last thing you want to do. So as soon as I got hold of the megaphone, I tried to say, guys, 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 but like it was just too much fun. I couldn't stop. No. But,
0: sorry, so that was the police's megaphone. I thought that was the group's megaphone. No, was- that's even
1: <laughs> <funny>.
0: <laughs> But, sorry, for some reason in my head as well, the captions say, lads, 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 because I think that's even funnier. Because I, I just- could picture you in a group being like, lads, 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 like, was- partying, rather than being like, guys, stop.
1: <laughs> and also, my defence, it was all Becky O'Hanlon's fault, because she was the one who was like, go in. And I was like, no, it's fine. And she was like, go in. But... The police had so much faith in me. Like, I don't know why. Like, I was wearing an Irish jersey and it was all Irish people. And your mom was like, OK, OK, as he handed it over to me. Like, I don't know. Look, that's his mistake.
0: Uh, man, I just think that's excellent. Excellent story for an excellent gal. Um, is there any memories that you would like to add that are, like, very um, important to our friendship that I left out?
1: You covered fairly main ones. Um, one of my, like, favourite memories is, like, when we were younger. Sorry, it's not even favourite. It's just kind of, it was funny at the time Um, when we were younger. And I think it, like, I want to say it was the night before our confirmation, but I'm kind of like, <laughs> were we really not allowed <laughs> at a lady's time? No like, communion. Well, was it the communion? Yeah, like, we were definitely... what age are you? I would No, it was, cl-
0: it was sixth class. Sorry, oh God. Like I
1: feel sorry. like that's really old to not be allowed into town, but I don't know. Anyway, like sorry, we weren't <laughs> oh really like at this age. We weren't really allowed into town by ourselves. Like I said, we were. No, but like never. Our, par- our parents would ha- have had to have known. And the I don't think of- I
0: was allowed
1: into town. I don't know. Like right. I- Anyway, then no- we were. It was definitely not allowed unless our parents <laughs> knew at the very least. And the night before our confirmation me and Claudia were like you know hanging on the street you know that's us <laughs> and like it's Claudia as Jessica emphasized on last week's episode Claudia gets this look in her eye and she's like "We just get the bu-? like we just had this weird thing where we would just get the bus somewhere and like just do something and then get the bus home so the bus decide- was like
0: 40 cents at that stage like 40 cents yeah like
1: and we got on the bus and we were like let's take the bus all the way into town like my jokes like because that seems like so far away so we took the bus all the way into town got off of talbot street like two like little major 12 year olds wandering the streets and then we went into two euro shop picked up a scooter and we're like scooting around town and as stated claudia has awful um like
0: <laughs> math skills
1: her math skills are awful and the two of us got separated. and um, This is, like, the time where, like, you might have a phone, you might not have a phone, but you'd definitely be sending um, call me's. So, like, oh, we yeah. got separated and I just thought to myself, I can't leave town because, like, there is no way in hell Claudia has figured out where the bus stop is to get home. I was like, there's no hope. Which is true. She's, she's, she's going to go back to she's gonna go back to the place where we got off the bus and that's not the same place that you get on the bus i was like oh no i was like this is it the night for our confirmation good night so here's me like roaming around the street and then it was kind of getting really dark and i was like okay like, i actually do have to go home like so i got on the bus home waddled oh, into man. home ready to call claudia my mom was like where are you and i was like i was just running claudia's and she was like claudia called me 10 minutes ago asking where you were," and i was like oh fuck Like both delighted and like, oh well I was like I was like, Oh yeah, I just met somebody on the way around and I was chatting to them like such (laughs) bullshit. But like honestly, if that's not Claudia T just doing the most random shit ever, then I don't know
0: what is. That covers that, but what a great story that I totally forgot about. Um okay, again, and a few more things that we have in common. Include our legendary mothers. We both have angels as mothers and then we both have mad hatter fathers who are just nut jobs (laughs) we yeah we both also like my favorite thing about ellie and and the thing that i think we both sort of share is like kind of semi our lack of shame like not lack of shame but like we won't really care about what other people think especially for certain things so like we dressed up as like a prince and princess just for the crack uh with a group of friends when we rented a castle just no real no real story behind it other than we're like this sounds fun uh and then also in school um I had to I set up like a talent show as like a group project thing that I had to do for my like leaving cert, and Ellie was made one half of Nellie and Kelly it was stars in their eyes so it was where you like copy uh an act and she was Kelly, Kelly Rowland. It's for also, welcome to Nellyville.
1: Yeah, it's also so <laughs> worrying that like you and me you kind of participated in every talent show that was on the show in the six years we were there for people with such little talent. Like I'm just like t- work, t- I mean, obviously, talentless people. The standard must have been. I like. I want to <laughs> say like I actually think there might have even been a- auditions
0: i mean sure there enough, was auditions like, there was auditions but i was like on the board so obviously you were getting uh, in like class yeah sure. yeah but anyway you almost got voted the only reason you did like you got the popular vote you just didn't get the teachers vote um they're just yeah shambles. what a shambles so you've lived abroad for four years this is like the main part of the conversation now we're out of the intro that took that was half an hour <laughs> um you yeah you lived abroad for four years And you first lived in the UK for college. Yeah,
1: that was a ball. That was a ball. Like I was actually, I moved over to the UK to study radiography, what, 2013? I did a year in science Um, and then went over because I kind of knew I wanted to do radiography, which is very ironic now that I'm studying something else. (laughs) But um, I started science, knew that I didn't want to do science because I feel like when, you, when you're when you like 18, you're literally like, you you think you know what you want to do. And then I was like, I don't want to do something that's general. Because like, then like, what will I do after the course and all this kind of thing? And then I was kind of like radiography, like there's a good wide variety. You can do different like modalities, whether it's x-ray, CT, MRI, all these kind of things. And I was like, that's kind of like my cup of tea. At least I know I'll have a job. I'll like, you know, I can specialize and I'll have a bit of variety so I was delighted to go over I mean when I went over I didn't realize how hard it would be at the start like as in I was very lucky that I was in halls so like I was amongst a lot of people like you know my age who didn't really know anyone so that kind of made it a lot easier however I did end up moving halls like after like the first month because well I chose to do catered with the kitchen so that you could eat the catered food or else you could just not like you could cook your own thing because like you know half the time those places the foods were rotten and uh, then I realized that they didn't turn on the kitchens in these in our halls because we were catered so they were literally redundant kitchens So and the food was disgusting so I was like okay now get me out of here so went to self-catered so then I had to like meet new people and like you did, you did mm. already. Like everyone had kind of like, the first month everyone had made friends with who they were living with, so it was really yes. awkward. So it ended up just like it was fine though. Like the, there was, like probably a mix of guys and girls, and like the guys were really sad and stuff like that. So that was fine. So Liverpool was good. Like I mean, I loved it the first year. Had a ball. Such a good night out. Second year was, first year in a house. It was so good but then when it came to the third year like i was just like get me out of here like i think you think of the uk as being like so like i don't know well i suppose you think of the uk and you think of london and you think oh my god it's so much further ahead than like dublin ireland all these kind of things when in reality like london is but like liverpool which would be a big enough city and like i went to Mm -hmm. manchester a good few times as well and they're not like they have a lot of like chain like chain restaurants and stuff like that and at the time i was like had gotten tested and was like gluten intolerant dairy intolerant and all oh that fuck thing. yeah so i was trying to transition into not eating those foods and i mean tesco and stuff had a great range but like if you wanted to go out and get a coffee there was no such thing as like you know al- almond milk or anything like that whereas at that time in, at that time in dublin like it was a thing and you could get it. Mm. And I know that seems so ridiculous, but you know, like when you're out and about, and if, like, even if you're meeting anyone or if anyone came over, like, just eating out was like really hard in that respect. But 100%. As I said, like, I, lo- I did love it over there, and I would say to anyone who, like, is looking to study abroad, like, Liverpool is a class city. I just kind of, like, a few things happened at the end of second year, and I just wanted to be home, and I was probably like which probably didn't help at all like i kept coming home like at the weekends and stuff like that for different reasons or whatever and i think that just probably didn't help so i knew when i finished there that there was no way i was going to stay there when i like got my degree and stuff like that so yeah it was like bittersweet like i think if i think about the first two years i'm like oh my god like the fun i had it's such a party city and you like especially in college like I think I probably took it for granted because it was what I knew but like I suppose everyone like I know all our friends kind of lived at home and kind of went to college at home and like I suppose having the experience of not living at home and living with your friends is great Um, and like so yeah no it, it was it was amazing and like my actually my cousin's just after moving over there now and I'm like
0: Oh like really? Rem-
1: reminiscing, being like, "Oh, you need to go here. You need to go there," but like, no, like not in a million years would I want to go back at the same time. I know that's
0: awful. Fair. Like,
1: I'd go back for a trip, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's fair.
0: What? I do remember actually your twenty first birthday and Molly surprised you, yeah. and we had like a house party in hers, and like the I just remember the police arriving and like. Molly was like, I'll take care of it. And You're like she so went funny. out and like she had <laughs> gla- flamingo glasses on. <laughs> she was like, Leave it to me <laughs> We were like what?
1: She had flamingo I'm glasses sorry? on and she walked out and she was like, Hey and they were like, Hey and she was like, what <laughs> what's happening here? with her flamingo glasses on. I was like, I see it So then She's I think like, like, they There's left just three of us, us having tea. Yeah, they did leave. They did leave. Then they came back the next day though, didn't they? And we had like our bins in our house trying to clear everything off. <laughs> And they sat down and Molly was like, Can I get
0: you anything? A cup of tea, maybe? Would you like a cup of tea? Oh my god. I totally forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. What's cup of tea. Uh biscuit. Yes. Are you ah go on. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> like oh. Literally they were Mom like, No,
1: we're here for a complaint. We're here to like
0: eat a fine. And Molly's like, Milk, sugar? What are you <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um okay, it. okay so that's interesting, actually. I didn't really know the ins and outs of you moving, like, to the UK and, like, moving from self-catered and stuff. I do just remember, like, you said you said at the beginning, like, for the first year, you were like, I'm, I'm going to, like, not come home, like, for ages. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, like, do a big trip. And you did. And then the final year, you were like, oh, every well, it's, it's fine now. Yeah. You literally, every literally, second, yeah, I every saw game. you more... Then so many people that year no like, honestly every,
1: be... everyone would be like oh no I see you more than I see you. like Mary I'm like what
0: yeah <laughs> so good um and then okay so then moving to Australia which is much bigger yeah
1: I mean so as I said like I started so I was on I did placement for radiography in the UK and when I was doing it there I kind of realized like oh god like I mean, I absolutely love the job. It's so interesting, and like, it's not that. It's just that I kind of was like, oh God, do I want to do this? Like, I don't know if this is actually what I want to do for the rest of my life. And
0: um, sorry, I'm just shocked. I didn't know that you
1: came to that like conclusion uh, while studying. Yeah. So like, when I was on placement, I was kind of like, oh, like I like this, and like it is really interesting. But I, I just, like, I was looking at, like, I suppose I was looking at the older radiographers. And as I said, like, it's a v- even radiography is very different in the UK as than it is in Ireland. Like, I mean, the fundamentals of the job are the same. But, like, I don't know, like, in the UK, it was so strict. Like, as in, you literally, which is so funny, because I'm pretty sure it's the opposite with nursing. Um, but you literally, you know, as students, we were... On the same working hours as the radiographers, 30-minute lunch break, we'd have to wear black, like, Clark shoes. You can wear, like, runners, all this kind of thing. Like, and basically, you did the shifts that the radiographers did. So if they were on night shifts, well, in the final year, we'd do night shifts and stuff like that. And it was very much like, you know, we were, I think, especially in third year, I think we had, like, four weeks of non-placement. And then the rest of the time we were placement- on top of like obviously your college work sorry not that that's like that big of a deal but i just knew then i was kind of like god like i don't know like maybe i'll find a modality that i want to go into and maybe that will like you know interest me and then i'll kind of change my mind but at that point i was kind of like i don't know if i'll do this forever and then i moved mm-hmm. home and got the job at home and obviously waited for about six months for my registration
0: Oh now, my god remember that.
1: Yeah. Now I was so lucky that I started um I was so lucky that I kind of started around like the same time as people my age and like I'm still really good friends with them. And like the pe- the job in Dublin like was like so much better than my like ju- like placement in the UK. Not even the fact that I wasn't a student like the people were so much younger. Everyone was great crack. So, like, as radiography goes, like, there isn't, like, I honestly don't think it can get much better. Like, just the crack you'd be having, like, you know, it's all people your age, you're working with your friends. Like, honestly, it is kind of, like, the dream when you're starting off. But then, obviously, like, a year went by, two years went by. And, like, I specialised in, like, one or two areas. But I, like, I just kind of... I kind of knew that, like, I had always said, like, I remember even you and me said, like, when we finished sixth year, we were like, we're going to go to Australia. We're going to go to Australia. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, fizzles into nothing. And then I think when I started working, I was like, no. And then Molly went and I was like, no, like, I'm going to regret this if I don't go. And then I remember thinking, like, I hurt my shoulder or whatever. And I was like, maybe I should just... I was kind of like, I know I don't want to do radiography, but maybe I'm like, I was kind of like, maybe I'm too old to go to Australia. I know it was like, what, 25 or whatever age I was. I was 24 when I was thinking this. And I was like, maybe I'm too (laughs) old. Like just, because you have these ideas in your head and I was like, oh God, like maybe it's like too late or whatever. So I was thinking of like, if I don't go to Australia, like I can't be in the same job. So what am I going to do differently? And whereas I didn't want to do science because it was so broad, I did I realize now when I was older that like radiography is very narrow in the sense that like it doesn't give you like when I was looking at different jobs like it's like oh you need to have experience in this or experience in that whereas radiography is very narrow in the healthcare field and that if you want to go into like something else it doesn't really offer you like I honestly I was going through everything in my head at one point I was going to be a primary school teacher i I actually
0: still think you're going to be a private investigator to
1: be honest (laughs) i mean honestly this is my favorite thing ever is me and emma were in australia and we were like i'll i'll get back to that i'll get back to that but basically anyway so i was like then i kind of came up with the idea of no actually sorry i was going to join the (laughs) army this is my favorite yes i was going to join the army like honestly if you actually heard the things that i've said before like and I'm dead serious, like, I'm not joking, like, I actually like, that's, looked it up and, like, applied for it. A hundred percent,
0: that's the thing about you as well, like, that we, I think we're quite similar, like, we don't necessarily just talk about doing stuff, like, we do end up doing it.
1: Oh, like, but, like, I, every
0: second week, Ellie would be like, yeah, no, um, I'm joining guards, and then the next week she'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I actually think I'm fully going to join the army, and then the next week she's like, so I applied to be in the army, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, What? no like um, you,
1: you're fully serious like it's like yeah honestly like i was like so dead i was so dead set in the teacher for a while and then i realized you like you need to have like um like i think you need to have done kind of an artsy subject if you want to do the masters unless you want or, like i didn't want like bear in mind like i wanted to go back and do something but i didn't want to go back and do a four-year course i wanted to yeah. go back and do like max two years kind of thing i was like no i'm not doing an undergraduate. Like I'll do something to further it, but I'm not. And then, so I was thinking of ideas, and like I was like, okay, no army. I'm gonna be in the army. Like that is a bit of me. Like think of the. It is a
0: bit of you though.
1: But it's really not because, like, if you think of the structure of the army, like, it's literally like you have to do this, you have to do that. Like, I hated the Gale talk for that reason. Like, that is literally why I hated the Gale talk. I was like, oh God, it's so like drill sergeant. And here's me being like, in class at the army. My dad only said recently, I was like, I don't know who was there. They're like, oh my God, that's such a big change in career. And my dad was like, and so is the army. And I was like, yep. But anyway, the unfortunately the i even met one of the girls in Oktoberfest who is in the army and i was like tell me all about it and she was messaging me and then i realized as i talked to her i was like there's no way i would make it so um i'm just out <laughs> um anyway i looked up the applications tried to apply but the the applications were closed so you know that was all my dreams crushed So instead, instead, eight weeks before I decided to go to Australia for like, actually, I booked my flight and I went and it was honestly like such a good year. Like, I just could not recommend it enough. Like, I think
0: Mm.
1: I think wherever you go, this is what my mom always says. I've definitely said to you a million times, wherever you go, your problems will follow you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, when we, with me, it was just a case of I hated being stuck in, like, I went over and I did radiography over there and, like, it was absolutely fine, but I think, I think what happens is in, like, maybe it's just me or whatever, but I think that when people are living at home, especially, like, in, like, a place like Dublin, if you've lived there for all your life and you've been living there and you're working in kind of, like, a similar job, you kind of, like, just, well, I definitely do, and, like, I'm peak's study mode at the moment so like I am zero crack but like um people get stuck in this rut where they kind of like are like you know working and then go home and relax and have their dinner and kind of do anything but like we're so like young and like we should be able to like go for drinks or do like random adventures like we're not you know we're all well able to like drive places and stuff like that whereas when you go it was the same in Liverpool and the same in Australia when like Everyone that I was friends with in Australia lived within a five kilometre radius of me in Clondorf. Like, that is how ridiculous <laughs> it is. But, like, people don't have family and, like, don't have other halves to kind of be like, yeah. oh, I'm doing this with this person or I'm doing this with that person. And, like, the wet, do not be filled with weather in Melbourne is not great. And, like, you'd still, like, you know, go out for drinks, go out for like, dinner on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, it didn't really matter, like, what day it was, and I think what really, like, I don't know, like, maybe this is not a thing for most people, but I remember being in my cousin's house one day on a Sunday and being like, oh, my God, like, I have such fear, and they were like, like, what, like, like were you out last night kind of thing? And I was like, no, no, like, not that, like, just Sunday fear, and they were like, what the hell is Sunday fear? And I was like, just at the week ahead, like, and they were like, what like they just didn't understand like they were like like they just oh sunday
0: fear is real
1: yeah so this was me i was like oh my god and they just don't get that i think they're just so chilled and they back there just like no and i was like no honestly like i was like every sunday like i am like nearly like i'm like oh god like i can't really do that like because you know sunday you know like you just get into these ruts like that was just not a thing that was not a thing in australia and i think it's just because yeah everyone's just like happier because they're like oh fuck it let's just like i remember one week like we literally went for drinks every single day of the week and it wasn't like yeah. oh god i've got work tomorrow like do you know work is just another thing do you know what i mean whereas i think yeah. that when you're living at home and you're living working the same job it's so easy to get in that rut and i feel like we're gonna be 100%. in that rut in 10 years time it's so exactly. bad to be in that rut at like 26 you know but you're yeah 100 percent. yeah
0: like when i went over to visit you i remember like obviously it was a holiday for me but like for you guys it like wasn't necessarily like it obviously was like Christmas and we were going yeah. to like different places but even at the beginning like when I was in Melbourne with you guys yeah. like you could just see everyone was and, and I think it's partially to do with the, the type of people that tend to move away tend to have like slightly bigger balls because they're after doing it like they're take they've taken the kind of risk and they're up, for, they're just up for it they're up for it they're up for having fun and they're up for doing things and I that think, was that group to a T
1: yeah like I think I think people who tend to move away tend to move away for like similar reasons so they are for mm. when they're in that new place they're absolutely don't want to be back in the same place and also like yeah. the people who are friends with in Australia are just general legends so hope you not have fun bags. shout
0: out to my Big crush Emma, sorry, Emma for crushing Smith.
1: On you. I know. Follow her. Get her to six hundred. Like, get her to six. Get her to seven hundred. Get her
0: to seven hundred. Oh god, how is it for you? Me having a big fat crush on your friend.
1: I mean, it's expected. She's irresistible. <laughs> What's not to love? She's
0: now Mama Sydney, though. But she's
1: now Mama Sydney. Uh, she may learn.
0: yeah. Um, what I was gonna say, yeah, like obviously, just yeah, I've moved to Amsterdam the last three months and very much the trip from like the trip to Australia was a lot of things for me Uh, first and foremost very healing for like obviously the kind of breakup and stuff that I was going through great to reconnect with Ellie because we had gotten to a bit of a fight before she moved we did Um, we did should we talk about Mm -hmm. the bf the big fight (laughs) yeah let's Let's, talk about it why not okay well Well, there's not really anything to talk about well, essentially, sometimes one gets swept up in a, a relationship and forgets to, like, put time and effort into other people. And that's what happened with me. And I sort of drifted from Ellie for, like, the wrong re- reasons. Like, drifting apart from people is an absolutely normal part of life, like, for sure. Yeah. And there are certain people that are meant to be in your life for a certain amount of time. But, like, with Ellie... I know she's always supposed to be in my life. Like, I really, really don't see us ever not being friends. And that... And I was so unaware. That's the... Well, sorry. There's a part of me that was aware, but another part of me that I think just wanted to deny it because I was, like, having too much kind of fun within the relationship that I was like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to stop the momentum that I've got going. And, yeah, so... Ellie sort of well actually Jessica confronted me on a night out do you remember that
1: well no we were all in the pebble beach and that's kind of how it started I remember Kill was there and you were like here's Kill, Kill was and we were there. like hey I was
0: like this is my good friend Kill. Kill wasn't able to talk it was his birthday he was not able yes. to talk he kept he kept like winking by accident Jessica <laughs> thought he was flirting with her he couldn't speak and then Jessica sort of mentioned it to me in the bathroom, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, shocked, but also not shocked, but also shocked. Because I was just like, in yeah. my head, I was like, oh, but we're friends, we're always going to be friends, like, regardless of how much time we spend together. I also I was very much lacking.
1: I also think, like, when you're not in a relationship, you never, like, if you think about yourself in a relationship, you never think... You're always like, oh, I will never be that person. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah.
1: Do you know that way? And then the thought of actually kind of obviously, like, not, not that that person is a thing. I just mean, like, you know, um, like you probably were like, what? No, I'm not, you know, it is kind of, you're like, oh, God, really?
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, like, fully, I was in denial.
1: But it's all G. We are happy as Larry.
0: Yeah, but sorry, we walked home and cried together and sort of like talked about it lot and then yeah. did get closer. And then going to Australia, I think we had such a ball together. Like it was like real like, oh yeah, this is why we're best friends. Yeah. This is why like I love this woman and I want her to be in my life and I need to make sure I don't fuck that up again. Um, but yeah, I think there's I think I'd say a lot of people have done have gone through situations like that. I've been talking to people recently who are in the middle of that situation but yeah anyway uh sorry so sorry back to Australia that it was healing but it also gave me a kick in the ass to make the decision to move and I remember on New Year's before, like in the in um, the hostel we were like talking about our New Year's resolutions with everyone and a lot of your girls ones were to do with like career and stuff and my one was like I want to move away but I love my job and then <laughs>
1: Claudia was like, I love my job and we were all like, What? That's a thing?
0: We were like, How can you love your job? And then I get fired like five (laughs) months later. And now I'm in Amsterdam. But like also super thank like I do think um we'll get into it later, but good or bad, hard to say. Hard
1: to say. Hard to say. I I honestly would have been heartbroken for Claudia if you didn't get to move away because I just feel like Mm. Of all the gals, she has always been destined to move away. And so I'm delighted. I do think that. Actually a- I don't know, you always had that like um like adventurous kind of side where you were like, I'm gonna do this. Like it was it was always Australia and then you were kind of were put off Australia and then it was kind of California and then it was Vancouver and then I think just yeah. anywhere is somewhere different. and I just True. am delighted that you're actually like getting to live it and like at least it's close
0: yeah exactly and i can it's actually perfect so australia i thought i couldn't do because of my medicine for arthritis and i was like it's too far away to be posting it same with america then but i did love la we have to do la together i know
1: i can't wait
0: um and then vancouver as well i was like they have a good healthcare system that could work but amsterdam is actually like i'm i feel like i'm supposed to be here it's great Um, yeah
1: but are you all right
0: it yeah. um, And then another question I have around this is like, what was something you wish you knew before moving?
1: Oh, um, I think what I wish I knew is that when you see people abroad, all you see is the good stuff. Like all you see, like, I mean, who the hell is going to post an Instagram photo of like the shit times they're having? But it's not plain sailing. Like, (laughs) it's literally not plain sailing whatsoever. Like, I waited so long. Like, I went over there with like a decent bit of savings, and I waited like three or four months before my registration came through. And Mm. like, you literally waste through all your savings, and then you start like you think, oh my god, I'm gonna have so much cash to do all this, and then until you start working, you don't have cash. But, like, I'll never forget. (laughs) in January, I had gone from literally, this is how shit 2020 was like we had, Claudia left she went home, so sad and then I went to this place in like oh, an yeah. hour from Melbourne called Geelong probably never heard of it, probably <laughs> would absolutely Shouldn't. recommend never going there, it's probably <laughs> the biggest dump hole ever, this is how I'll explain Geelong Um, there's like a there's like a clip on YouTube you might be able to find it And it's like this news reporter and in the back of the news reporter is like a man, like one guy overdosing on heroin and one guy after being stabbed to death. And she's like, one guy here, he's overdosed. Another guy here, he's just been shot. But that's too long for you. And like, that is wrong (laughs) for you. Like, honestly, it's the weirdest, weirdest place ever. Like, my cousin was over from Ireland and she came. I hadn't seen her because we were on that trip. So she was like, I'll oh, come down to Geelong to say hello. I'm like, fun. this is my first day in Geelong. So I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Oh, she was like, oh. she, I think Molly, Molly was there. And I think the two of them were nearly crying for me when they were leaving. Cause they were like, oh, oh God, this is horrendous. So I think, and like, it was horrendous. And I ended up staying in an Airbnb with two lads and like, I'd come home and like, there'd just be like, like, like I, It would just be like somebody had, like, invaded the place and the cushions were, like, all over the floor. The, like, um, the pillow covers would, like, like the cushions would be out of the, like, covers and all this kind of stuff. They'd never close the door, like, bear in mind that there's, like, shootings and stabbings nearby. And I was like, oh, God. So then I, like, messaged Airbnb, being like, can I get out of this sort of thing? So then, because I was like, there's no locks or anything, like, they're not locking on the door. And meanwhile, they message him being like, she's afraid for herself because there's no locks. (laughs) And they took it as on the bedroom door. And I was afraid that they were going to come into my bedroom, which is just completely wrong. (laughs) So then I was like, oh, God. So then I had to go back to the house with him thinking that I thought he was going to come into my room, which is just so wrong. So anyway, I managed to get out of that. And I ended up having to commute to Geelong, which is like, honestly, nothing could have been as bad as staying in that house. But my point is, is like, I feel like you go over to Australia, you move a new country and you're like, this is just, it's going to all be good. It's going to be fairly easy and stuff like that. And like, there are shocking times, like actually, no, sorry. Yeah. There are shocking times. Me and Laura were so skinned in February and we were like, we need to go traveling. So we honestly signed up. Now we didn't do them, just like disclaimer, we did not do them, Oh my God. but we signed up for like clinical trials so like you could like, you could <laughs> go like no honestly it was like Ellie. you can in- you can inhale this gas for two thousand no. dollars and we were like you we no, were like no. that's a one-way ticket to perth you're we like class <laughs> and like we didn't do it obviously but like we like i'm sure like we didn't do it because they didn't offer it to us but like i feel like yeah. we were so low at that point that we were like if they had it offered to us we just wanted to go traveling so bad so yeah my my one piece of advice is the good times come with the bad times so just be prepared for both
0: and then what is something that you like learned from living away from home for that long either in australia or liverpool
1: um i mean like appreciate your family because i think like it's so amazing being away with your friends also appreciate like like Like, Dublin, Ireland is such a stunning country. And, like, okay, apart from Melbourne, the weather in other countries, like, may be incredible. But, like, there's something amazing about, like, Irish people, Irish food, family. Like, I just think you... I do think you do need to go away to appreciate it more. But, like, I think that once once you actually go away, you realise... Oh, like, do you know, what? there's nothing better than a pint of Guinness and a bowl of chowder. You know? <laughs> We're ch-
0: fish and chips.
1: This is it. Can't bait it. Can't
0: bait it. I can't wait for a pint of Guinness. I um, know, I was So why then did you decide to move home from Australia?
1: Well, mine was more of a... Our, mom came over to visit us and we went over to New Zealand to visit Molly. And when we were in New Zealand, like, coronavirus was not a thing in Australia, really too much. It was a bit. And when we went to New Zealand, it was absolutely not a thing. Like, as in, what, like, I think there was, like, maybe 50 cases. Like, there was no signs of anyone doing anything. I think we got about a week into our holiday and, like, absolutely no, like, you know, no social distancing, nothing. It wasn't a thing. And then all of a sudden, like, we went from being outside, like... This restaurant like a burger restaurant in Queenstown, people were like so packed together then the next day like honestly it was like something from a horror film like every like 10 minutes on the tv or else on the radio you'd hear warning warning we are going into lockdown level five and oh basically gosh. just from the get-go they just shut everything like i mean The only thing that was open were pharmacies and grocery stores. You couldn't as much as get a takeaway coffee. You couldn't, like, you literally couldn't do anything. And I think the most heartbreaking part of that is mom came over to Australia and New Zealand with the intentions of buying loads of stuff in Lululemon. And all (laughs) along the way, we were like, well, we'll get it here, we'll get it here. Because we were kind of like, like, there's no point in you carrying it. Like, we're going back to Auckland. You can get it there, sort of thing. And... (laughs) sure didn't she leave nothing because the shops weren't open and they weren't even doing delivery so it was heartbra- very heartbreaking that's mad sort. that they stopped the post yeah like they just wouldn't like I think yeah I don't I don't even think they were doing like 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 just no post I was mad so I then they closed when we got into New Zealand they announced they were closing the borders on Australia like like I think it was like it was less than 24 hours later like I had only been with, like, mom and Molly for, like, like a day. And my choice was, I fly back to Australia, get into Australia now. Or I stay here, enjoy the rest of the holiday. Because there was no sign of New Zealand closing. Like, they were closing mm. their borders. So there was no, no sign of them doing anything further, sort of thing. So I was sure. kind of like, or else I could enjoy this holiday. And then kind of cross that bridge when it comes to it. Mm. So of course i decided to go and travel new zealand even though that only lasted like a week but it was still good but um then i got in contact i was going back to australia after the trip um to canberra to do like a three-week stint um yeah but i was in like contact with the agent and he was kind of like oh well with like the borders being shut like obviously you can't come back in sort of thing so i just couldn't get back into australia i mean i think I think if I had tried to apply to like the government and stuff like that, I might have been able to wing it. But for me, mm. I had I had actually applied so my visa was finishing in April and I didn't do farm work or anything like that. So I kind of was between two minds like, was I gonna move to New Zealand? Like I was never gonna move home, but I was I was either yeah. gonna move to New Zealand or like try and like waffle my way through a second year so I decided I was going to try try and do the second year but I knew that like it wasn't going to be a given and if it wasn't going to be a given I mightn't have like the funds to go to New Zealand so I said I'd apply for the course and I could defer it for the year if everything went well so in the back of my mind I was kind of like worse comes to worse I move home and I do that course but, like, I knew I wasn't really ready. But, like, when are you ready to move home from a country where you're having, like, a ball? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I knew, like I knew I was always going to move home. I was never going to stay there forever. But um. anyway, I just then, when they were like, okay, you can't come back in. I was like, fuck it. I'll just book my flight home and just make the most of it. I knew it was kind of a bit of a shit show at home. So I was going straight back into, like, like the job I was in beforehand at home and then I had, like, the Masters to look forward to, so, like, it wasn't, like, I actually didn't, I didn't mind it, I mean, I really regretted not having done all the travel I wanted to do, but, like, you know, there's plenty of years for that, like, as in, I, like, I I, I plan on still doing that in the next few years, so it could be way worse, like, at least, you know.
0: Yeah, true, Um. and then, sorry, I know this is actually going on for quite a while, so, We'll do a bit more about the careers. Yeah. So you talked about radiography a bit. Um, yeah. And like how it's quite like singled or not singled out. Like what's the word? Like it, it's not really that broad, I guess.
1: Like there uh, it, it it's actually a very broad um like a profession. As in like there's different loads of different areas you can go into. And you can go into like management and all that kind of thing. But... I just kind of like, I kind of just knew for me, like, I felt like, like I even got into like one or two different areas when I was in Australia, they're very good, like for training up really fast. And I thought like, you know, they're, they're interesting when I started training them. But then I just knew once I kind of got comfortable, I knew like, oh, well, I couldn't do this for the rest of my life. You know, it's, it's exciting and it's interesting when you're getting training, but I just, I don't know I just knew myself like I would be like not that happy if I had to do this for the rest of my life so yeah. as and I then... said I try to like think of what I could do and like I think that is I think knowing you don't want to do something is one thing but knowing like what you want to do instead of that thing is another thing
0: yeah and so what are you doing now
1: So I am doing a master's for my sins in computer science and it's all online it just started (laughs) in September I'm actually doing it with a friend of mine he's doing the hate ship I feel really bad because I met him for he lives out in Dalky and he can see Hoth from his like like where he lives and he was like we must do the hill of Hoth we must do the hill of Hoth and I was like yeah 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 we will and then I was like okay we'll just go for dinner because it was really late one evening and he was like let's do the hello I was like no it's very late so we went for dinner and he was asking me what I was doing and I was telling him and he was like oh my god maybe I should do that so then he applied for it well his friend did it as well he met his friend for golf and his friend was like yeah I did this why don't you do that and he was like nah and then I met him and he was like yeah why not so now the two of us
0: are doing it and he's literally like if I had
1: just never fucking met you for dinner (laughs)
0: I'm like well that's your fault (laughs) fair and then like what I guess was like the final straw to like make you take the leap or how did you like come to the conclusion that like yeah instead of like hating my job and complaining about it I'm actually going to do something about it because I know a lot of people who complain about their jobs and they just stick it out like
1: I just feel like I mean especially at like what like mid 20s you're supposed to be like at your like like you know like you're supposed to be learning so much being so excited by your like journey and i also think like it yeah. is very hard to know how you're supposed to feel because everyone like some people love their jo- job some people don't love their job but are happy out in this and then some people hate yeah. their job and like i feel like i just knew myself there isn't like i'm just not one of these people like i can't stick a job that like i just don't like so i just knew okay that's I need a good thing though Yeah, I mean, I suppose it is good, like, part of me wishes I, like, would just be one of these people who would be content in, like, kind of any role. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but, like, I'm like, maybe I won't be content in any role, do you know that kind of way? Like, that's the way you kind of think. But uh, I knew I didn't want to do it, so I said, okay, I need to do something else. As I said, I went through, like, like, this will honestly go to show you, like, so I was going to be in the army, I was going to be a teacher... What else was I gonna do? Um I was gonna do accountancy there for a while, but you know, what? that was that was never gonna Tell work out. That. I did like a day in accountancy in secondary school and as soon as there was an offer to do something else, agricultural science, I chose that. <laughs> so I mean that was ridiculous. But the best Classic. of all the best of all was me and Emma in Australia and we both got on to people about inquiring how to become vanguardie. So we were I we could were going... so
0: see you and Emma as guards. like as partners. partners <laughs> like honestly,
1: I think we would absolutely get no work done, but it'd be class at the same time. And then we oh, were like oh, trust you, you
0: guys with my life.
1: They were like, you have to do a fitness test, and I think that just, you know, really ruined it for us. We were like, no,
0: thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um but, but okay, so then what what advice would you give someone who's like feeling like they they, they know they don't like what they want or I sorry think... no that's not english <laughs> you know they don't like what they're doing um and they're like thinking about like a career move well, what did, what would you say to them
1: i think that i would think is it like like for me i knew i had worked like a couple of different jobs in radiography and i knew it wasn't necessarily the place i was working in it like so, i knew each place I, it was the same situation so i think If you've only worked in one job or if you've only worked in a few jobs that are very similar and you don't like that, maybe like just like like a lot of people have kind of very broad degrees, like say even like business and stuff like that, where you can do different kind of jobs. So maybe try a different stream if it's that and see if it's just maybe, oh, no, I don't like business at all. And if it's if you don't like the area you're in, if you're like, no, do you know what? I don't like say like the corporate world I'd rather be in like a more like caring position really have a think of it and like like uh, I think it's honestly the hardest thing is trying to find out okay this doesn't tick my box but what does because like yeah like who knows like and I feel like everything seems like so much everything seems so much better when you're not doing it like you think of yeah, somebody's jobs shame. and all you see is the perks but you don't realize yeah. of all the stresses and everything that comes with it But I think, so I think it is hard because you're like, oh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do this. But, like, until you do it, who knows? And I think that was the biggest killer. I was like, but maybe I wouldn't like that. Do you know that kind of way? But I think Mm -hmm. that if you're not happy, it's definitely worth investigating what you might be interested in. And, like, no harm in moving a few times. Like, there's no point in you sticking at a job. Like, especially if you're, like, you know, it's different if you're, like, 55 and, like, feeding a family like you know especially if you're like yeah. young and just change job it's not worth it life's too short
0: true true my advice would be like just because I obviously I like I work a bit with recruiters yeah. um, and finding out what you like to do or even as like someone who's maybe in in sixth year trying to decide what they want um to yeah. go into I'd recommend like going on LinkedIn and like looking at job descriptions particularly as well if it's like something like business related or anything um, because they do ha- like you do they do have a number of details there on like what the day-to-day stuff is and like yeah. although they don't mention like oh you will be crying to your manager after fucking up a presentation four weeks in um, like obviously none of that's mentioned but you do it does help give you like a good idea of like what, what the roles are and then it can help you like point in the, point you in the right direction and then you can just find someone in that job to talk to like a family friend or something or whatever, yeah. Uh, just to figure out a little bit more about
1: it. Yeah, I do think like talking to somebody in a role that you might want to go into, like one of the girl's boyfriends did this course that I'm doing and I chatted to him about it and it was kind of through that that I got a more realistic view of it. And mm-hmm. like he, he didn't sugarcoat it, he was like, it is really tough and he wasn't second lying. But like <laughs> ultimately, you know, if if you want to do something, it's worth it. And one thing I will say is, like, there's such a happy balance of being, like, stressed and being stress-free in the sense that if you're stressed, okay, nobody should be stressed, like, 24-7, like, that is so unhealthy. But, like, if you're stress-free, you're probably bored, and that's not fun either. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's kind of getting, like, the reaping the rewards of, like, being stressed and then doing the hard work and then seeing what, like... It has come to whereas if you're completely stress free, like, like I think that was like, sometimes with me, like I just you just get bored, like, and then it's yeah, then it's true. not fun either.
0: Very fair, very well said. Um. Okay, I was gonna ask about like m- some more stuff to do with a social media break, but I actually think we should leave this here, and yeah, I, I can so use well. that to talk to you on a different episode. Okay i don't mind because yeah go on but i do want to say uh back to earlier uh some of the best advice ellie gave me or like shared with me was uh during a breakup and it's it was good or bad hard to say like that's what we kept we kept saying it to each other like, yeah for we,
1: fucking do. Ages we need to get back <laughs> on that bandwagon
0: <laughs> we should we should um so ellie do you want to t- do you want to give a little bit of a description of it or should we just talk like like okay,
1: it, so I feel like we can give a kind of slight description, but I would highly recommend people who are like, oh, this is so shit, especially with the coronavirus and stuff and everything yeah. that's going on. It is a TED Talk that actually, once again, my mom, Angel, linked me. It's only 13 minutes, and it's just basically, it's like a ancient parable about a farmer who's lost his horse. And I'm not going to go into it because it actually is a bit of a paragraph, but yeah. it's just different scenarios and like it's when you say, oh, like, you know, you, what, I can't even remember what we were saying about. But it's basically when someone says to you, oh, that's good or oh, that's bad. And it's like good or bad, hard to say because you don't know what the alternative could have been essentially.
0: So just a perfect. I think example of this is me losing my job. Because at the time, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's the only job like, I, that I actually loved. Yes. Like, I really loved my job. Everyone knew it because I kept telling everyone about it. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, this is so bad. But now looking back, it's like, good or bad, hard to say. And now I'm in a city that I love, Like actually really enjoying myself and doing a job that like, I might not necessarily be in love with. But like, it got me here and it got me like, where I want to be in my life at the moment.
1: Exactly it's like I'm, bad, hard to say. Like there's yeah, there's so many situations like that. It's really worth watch- a watch anyway.
0: That's all awesome. Yeah, so sorry, <laughs> it's called Good or Good and Bad Are Incomplete Stories We Tell We Tell Ourselves and it's by Heather Lanier. But I think I can link it in Spotify. So I will.
1: Yeah, do. Perfect. Give the people okay. what they want.
0: Get the people want you yeah. in Amsterdam. Ellie.
1: <laughs> the people will Actually, see I you could. there soon.
0: Yeah, woo! This is from the people. Woo, we <laughs> want um, Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming Thanks on. for having me. I really me. appreciate it. And sharing all your knowledge. Awesome. And I definitely so want welcome. you on to talk about the social media break at another stage. Oh. Oh.